Hello everyone, I'm Christopher Tan and welcome to Providence Money Wisdom, an original podcast inspired by my book Money Wisdom, Simple Truths for Financial Wellness. In this podcast, I'll be sharing simple financial truths to guide you in navigating through the minefields of misinformation and false promises in order to achieve financial security and peace of mind. Confessions of a Financial Advisor If you buy insurance products like a whole life plan, you are paying to be served a plate of garbage that, in fact, if you eat, you have financial poisoning. A grim statement from someone who knows the industry. Internationally acclaimed personal finance expert and best-selling author, Suze Orman. She made the stunning assertion to the Business Times in 2003. Yet, in 1998, when I first joined the insurance industry, I was serving this plate of poison. I did not have the benefit of the perspective on what all of this meant, term insurance vis-a-vis whole life insurance. I've since shifted my focus completely from whole life policies to term insurance. You can say that I'm now a firm advocate for term insurance. When I launched www.commissionsfreeinsurance.com in 2004, My primary objective was to contend against the inaccurate teaching of buying whole life plans. Commissionsfreeinsurance.com is now defunct. But let me now confess to you what these inaccurate teachings are, teachings that I used to believe in. Whole life versus term insurance. First, let me explain what traditional whole life plans and term plans are. In a traditional whole life plan, for every dollar you pay to the insurers, they will use a portion to pay for the cost of insuring you, mortality charges, and the remaining portion will be invested for you via the life fund. The life fund may invest in asset classes such as cash, equities, properties, and bonds, all of which are subject to risks like other similar investments. As a policyholder, you will get bonuses from the insurer if the life fund performs and there are surpluses. Once bonuses are declared, they are guaranteed and will increase the cash value of your policy over the years. For a term plan, you pay only the cost of insuring yourself and nothing else. It is not difficult to see why term plans are markedly cheaper than traditional whole life plans. Proponents of whole life plans state that A. Whole life is a systematic and organized way to save and gives you better returns than bank deposits. On top of that, you get protection. B. Because of the cash values accumulated in whole life plan, the policy will not lapse even when you cannot pay the premiums due to unforeseen circumstances. C. Don't buy a term plan because if there are no claims, you get nothing back. D. Don't buy a term plan because it doesn't cover your entire life and you will never know when you will be hit with an unfortunate event. E. Don't buy a term plan because without cash values, it does not hedge against inflation. And F, buying term and investing the rest will not work for those who are not investment savvy. Use whole life insurance is a safer bet. Unfortunately, I have to say that all these are not exactly accurate and may disadvantage you if you follow them. First, using a whole life plan as an alternative to savings in a bank is tantamount to committing a fundamental error. Bank deposits are short-term instruments that give 
liquidity and flexibility. Insurance, in contrast, is considered a long-term instrument that is not liquid and flexible. For example, if you need money suddenly, surrendering your policy usually means losing your capital. Of course, they say you can take a policy loan from the insurer provided you have accumulated sufficient cash values. But you need to know that it comes with a cost. You need to put back everything you took out plus maybe 6, 7 or 8% interest rate depending on the insurers you insure with. This is also true when you use cash values of your plan to pay the premium. In addition, you do not have the flexibility to save less when you cannot afford to, that is to pay less premium. Doing so usually means having your protection lowered. Basically, it is wrong to compare the returns of life insurance to bank deposits. Proponents of whole life plans like to claim that buying a term plan is equivalent to wasting money. No claims equals no return. That means you get nothing back. But buying a whole life plan is better as there is a saving component. This is only half the story. The fact is, all costs relating to protection are an expense. In a traditional whole life plan, the mortality charges are not invested. They are simply expenses that you have to incur to buy the insurance that you need. So whether you are buying whole life term or any sort of insurance, the cost of insurance which is built into the premium is an expense and is never invested. Do not be fooled by any clever argument. The reason why a term plan is effective for protection is not just because you only pay for protection and nothing else. It is also because most people will not need to cover themselves for their entire life. For example, buying a critical illness policy is for income replacement in the event of being diagnosed with a dread disease. When you retire, you should have accumulated a tidy nest egg and would not need to replace your income then. Thus, a term cover for critical illness may be sufficient. It is interesting to note that many financial planners do not advocate term. They contend that their clients are not investment savvy enough to dabble in securities, bonds or unit trusts. As I have mentioned, investing through a life fund exposes you to the same risk carried by any other investments. Though it is true that there are certain guaranteed values in whole life policies, this guaranteed component is often a small portion of the overall benefit. For those who are non-investment savvy, you can simply invest your money using a balance fund or buy Singapore Government Securities SGS, if you are very risk averse. You can easily replicate the whole life plan by buying a term plan for protection and investing the rest directly into investments. A study by Provident showed that in fact, it might be better doing just that. You compare the results of a 35-year-old non-smoking male buying 100,000 whole life insurance costing about 3,000 per annum with him buying a 100,000 term insurance plan costing about $1,300 per annum covering till age 90 and investing the difference of about 1,007 per year. With the assumptions that the return on investment is 5%, the total sum assured plus surrendered value 
of the term plan bundle is generally close but most of the time better than that of whole life insurance plans. If we assume a higher ROI of 7%, the total sum assured plus the render value of the term plan beat whole life insurance throughout. Our study shows similar result for older ages such as 45 and 55 year olds. For term plans, total sum assured is the value of the investments plus the 100,000 cover while the surrender value is the value of the investment at the point of selling the investments. By buying a term plan and investing the rest, not only are you better off in terms of protection and investments, your protection is also hedged against inflation. And because of lower premiums, you can now fully cover all of your insurance needs. On top of that, if you face financial difficulties, you have full flexibility to stop investing without affecting your cover. If you really cannot afford the insurance, you can dip into your investments to temporarily pay the premiums without the need to pay interest. Furthermore, by having full flexibility to choose fund managers means you have a better chance of getting the returns that you desire. Skeptic will question the ability of investors to achieve a return of 5%, let alone 7%. Well, by simply investing in a 15-year SGS bond at the time of writing in 2004, you would have already gotten about 3.5% guaranteed by our government. Today, in 2021, it is about 2.1%. If you invest in a portfolio with equities and with constant monitoring and rebalancing, you should be able to get 5 to 7% per annum. Fast forward to 2017. In the intervening period of more than 10 years since the original article was written, bond yields, interest rates, and investment returns have fallen across the board. The policy loan rate for most insurers averaged about 6%, 6.5% per annum, lower than the 8% charge a decade ago. The 15-year SGS yield at the point of reading this podcast is about 2.1%. The average annualized return for the 15-year SGS for the past 15 years has been about 25 to 2.9%, lower than the 3.5% more than a decade ago. Projection of returns for insurance policies have also fallen from 5.75% a decade ago to the current 3 to 4.25% today. Comparing the numbers today and those more than 10 years, 15 years ago, the points raised in this article remain relevant even today. It's funny how things turn around and how money can cause perspectives to be different. Years ago, when Ms. Genevieve Chua wrote in the Business Times advocating term plans, I disliked what she wrote. Commissions for term plans were a lot lower than whole life plans and thus her writings were a threat to my trade. But it is now my turn to be advocating a truth that has caused many in the industry to be upset. I can only say that I am now a new person. By removing commissions from advice, I can be really free from temptations that may hurt my clients. I'm thankful that I realized this truth early. 
I want to practice based on my conviction and not drive towards making more money. In summary, to consumers out there, beware what you eat. And to advisors, let's be careful what we served. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence services, kindly visit Provident.com. I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views or opinions from interviews, recommendations and other information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Provident Limited.